Hello, friends and family. Здравствуйте, comrades. Yeah, fucking commie How over here. How are you here. doing? The commie commie. How are you doing? Okay, so <laughs> we got we got fucking game a few stop, big stories. Bro. A few big stories that happened recently. Everybody now everybody and their grandma knows about the GameStop story. Everybody is now getting into the stock market. Everybody knows it. If you look at the five biggest communities growing on Reddit right now, all, all five of them have some relation to the stock market or currency yeah. trading. It's great. It's great fucking over the rich. Eat so, the rich, you know? <laughs> I guess we, got, well, we did have to start the story. Yeah. Wow. No, we don't. Let's just keep on going. Okay. Be vague about it. Well, yeah. So we also got the minimum wage that we're going to talk about, and uh, we'll see what else we talk about here. Yeah, we'll see if there's anything worth a damn. But the biggest thing is the GameStop story that everybody's been talking. Everybody about. Everybody knows that. about it. Everybody and everybody's the expert on it too. Now, yes. Yeah. Now they are. So basically, what happened was, if you know GameStop, its share was down to eleven thirty-one USD or around there. When was that? Actually. If you go back to... I thought it was like down to three bucks August almost. In August 2020, at the beginning of 2020, it was like five, five and a half dollars. Yeah, so it was super low. And the makes reason... Makes sense. Makes sense Makes because, sense because GameStop is basically the next blockbuster. Yeah, it's a brick and mortar store. And when everybody's buying video games online, like the new PS5 doesn't even have a disc. No. Or you can no, buy one that doesn't option. have... There's two options. Yeah, so you can buy one that doesn't even have an insert. Basically, physical copy sales are being phased out, yeah. or it appears to be so, and the brick-and-mortar store has not, GameStop in this case, has not fully opened up its options and no. uh, diversified its flows of income. And no. so because of that, it's not been hurting. It's been hurting. Even though there's been some rallies of uh, executives from video game companies joining yeah. the board of directors for yeah. GameStop and whatnot to try and rally, rally GameStop. But unfortunately... <clears throat> that's not what happened and its stock price was very low then what happened was a bunch of bunch of big financial institutions started to do what's called a short sell on the stock yes which is when you if you're unfamiliar with the stock market basically a company is publicly traded when it sells a bunch of uh shares of its company Mm-hmm. out onto the uh to be publicly traded so you can buy the share and that gives the company a certain amount of money and it depends on what type of share you buy it could be yeah. public or private and that gives you certain privileges as a shareholder such as voting for people on the board of directors or exe- receiving dividends at the end of the year if they choose to do so yeah. so and the price of the share usually represents in some ways the value of the company now other ways it's completely bullshit because share price uh, you know Price of stocks is based on supply and demand and not entirely based on the actual physical attributes of the company itself. Yeah. So some of these companies don't even don't even see the revenue that is generated from stocks. Like it doesn't go directly into the company. It just gives them a little bit more of a edge when they're talking business with like the government and shit. Right. And other companies, they can be like, hey, look, our stock price went up this percentage points. We must be doing some good. And also the, like I think clout chasing, the initial sale of the stocks, though, like right when they enter into yes, the public yeah, trading, yeah. that initial sale of stocks all goes to the company, I believe. Yes. Right. And then they can do stock buybacks where they limit the amount of stocks out in the open market. So that it artificially increases the uh, price of the share because yeah. there's less supply, you know, for the company. So anyway, simple supply and demand. Right. Stuff. And so. What happened was all these big financial institutions, in particular, one of them, uh, do you remember its name, Derek? Uh, Melvin something. Melvin Capital. Yeah. 
started to do what's called a short sell on the share. A short sell is when you believe, think of it as betting against the share. That's, betting, how, that's how everybody talks about it. It's a little bit Of course, no, different. we'll get more into detail about what that yeah. means. But just to get a basic example, when you buy a share, you're buying it because presumably you believe that the share price will go up over time. Yeah. And so the act of buying it shows the marketplace that there's demand for that share and therefore yeah. the price goes up. Yeah. If a lot of people are, are buying it. So a short sell is basically saying, I'm going to do a certain thing to the stock because I believe it's going to go down in price and I'm going to make money from it. Yeah. So how that exactly works is you have an initial seller of the stocks and then this financial institution, was it Merrick Capital? Yeah. Maverick Capital? Something like that. I don't think it matters that much. Anyways, they basically, you borrow these shares, these stocks. We mm. have to decide on what term we're going to use, shares or stocks? Uh, just do shares. Okay, shares. They borrow the shares from an initial seller and pay interest while they're borrowing these shares to the initial seller. But they don't purchase right away. No. It's, a, it's borrowing, right? And while they've borrowed those shares from these guys, they sell them at the current market price to another person. Yeah. Okay, so let's say there's 10 shares. They're all worth $10. Uh, that's $100 worth of shares, right? Yeah. And they've sold them to another person. The act of short selling makes the stock price go down because it shows the market that people don't believe very much in the stock. Yes. And obviously, if you're going to short sell, you also think the company's shit and then the stock is going to go down anyways. Yes. So at a future date, there is an expiry window for the borrowing. Yeah. At a future date, when the stock price goes down, hopefully, and is now at a lower price, let's say the stock price went down to $1 a share. Okay. Remember, you bought them at $10 a share. Yes. And 10 shares, so that's $100. Now it's gone down to only $1 a share. So now the stuff you borrowed from the initial seller is only worth $10. And you make that purchase from the person you borrowed from $10. You've yeah. made $90 in the sale when you short sold. And also, you know, you also have to subtract some of the interest you paid, but it's yeah, not but very much. It's minimal, almost minimal. School. So you've made a bit of money from short selling the share. Yes. Right? That's, that's pretty much how it works. Um, the other thing, though, is if it goes up, and since right. stock can um, go up exponentially, as we can see with game stock, right. um, the risk that is involved with short selling can go exponential. So if you have, if you do the, again, with the same example, sell 10 shares for 10 bucks a piece, so you make 100 bucks, then that goes to $200 a share. The market now, value jumps up to yeah. $200 a share on the thing that you borrowed from the initial guy. Yeah, so now, now you're paying uh, like $2,000 back uh, to the, the short seller. The person who you originally borrowed the shares from. Yeah, so now your initial investment was 100 bucks, but now you have to pay back 2000 So you just lost $1,900. Yes. This is dangerous because uh, if you're just uh, selling and buying stocks just normally, the worst thing that can happen to you is you lose the initial money that you put into the stocks. Right. They just dissolve, company goes under, and they're worth nothing. They right, don't yeah. matter anymore. That's but, the worst thing that can happen. But with short selling, as you, you were saying, 
hundreds of times more than uh, what what the stock is actually worth. Or right. The money. So it was at this point that we lost three minutes and twenty eight seconds of audio through some weird glitch that we've never seen before. But anyways, I'll just fill in what we talked about after the fact. So what I was referring to there is what's called limit unlimited liability when you engage in this short selling behavior, which is usually why only major financial institutions take part in it. So if you were to do a short squeeze where you on purpose raise the price of a share or stock that's being shorted, which in turn causes the people shorting that stock to lose money, when you do a short squeeze, it's almost guaranteed you aren't hurting regular people, retail investors as they're known as. You're almost specifically affecting financial institutions and hedge funds and whatnot, which is exactly what was you know, occurring in this situation. So, so yeah, they saw the stock was being shorted and the fellows over at the subreddit r slash Wall Street Bets basically figured this out. Wall Street Bets, for those who are unfamiliar, is a is a subreddit that's dedicated towards, you know, investing in the stock market. And they have their own, you know, weird sort of not politically correct terminology that they use on that subreddit, um, referring to each other as degenerates and using terms such as mongoloid and other things like that, just to refer to each other. So it's very easy from a mainstream media perspective to come in and criticize that and make them seem illegitimate, which is exactly what they did on uh, CNBC and and. Uh, CNN and other such media outlets. So where the recording picks back up is us reading off the about section of the Wall Street Bets community, which says, like 4chan found a Bloomberg terminal. And what exactly a Bloomberg terminal is, I'm about to explain. So a Bloomberg terminal is a computer software system provided by the financial vendor Bloomberg LP that enables professionals in the financial service sector and other industries to access a certain knowledge about the stock market. And 4chan is the uh, platform that has minimal uh, censorship on yeah, it. Yeah, it's the anonymous uh, forum. And people, people just fucking, there's, it's riddled with Nazis, anti-Semitics, like uh, far right wing, uh, alt right people. Yeah, so anyways, these, these Wall Street Bets guys, not exactly our allies on the left, but... No, but they're anti-cap, well, not anti-capitalist, they're anti-authoritarian and, like, kind of eat-the-rich type people. Right. And so what happened was a few of these users, they noticed through certain websites that had information on what uh, the, the amount of uh, short sales were for some companies, and they did some research using that to figure out certain things like, wow, GameStop is being shorted a lot, and the share price is very cheap. So, and, you know, there probably were some big hedge funds involved in it. So they've started to post, hey, guys, for the meme, let's all start buying GameStop stock, basically creating the trajectory that would become a bubble. Yeah. Right? Because everybody knows that the stock price was cheap as hell. Yeah. Like $5 uh, a share. Yeah. Very cheap. And it was being short sold, happened to be a part of it, too. Yeah. You know, with the memes and whatnot. Let's stick it to the big guys. It was, it was basically a meme movement. Right. So. That caught on. So what happened was, like we were saying, if you recall what we're talking about, the unlimited liability, if the stock price goes up while you're shorting this, uh, this share, the share price goes up while you're shorting the share, mm -hmm. you have to pay back all that money. 
Yep. And unlimited amount of that money. So or at least that's what the law says. Right. And so everybody started to stockpile on, started to jump onto this boy. And it started, I believe, January is when stuff, I think, started. Well, it, it was, it was kind January. of going up a little bit for the past five-ish months, right? Very minimal. I think it got to 15. And then, like, a couple weeks ago. Well, in the beginning uh, of January. Or or whatever. The beginning of January. It was $17. No, it was $17 at the beginning of January. Yeah. And it did bump up from 12th to 15th. It jumped up to 40. And then I think that's where it initially... And then it just skyrocketed. They took it to the moon. That's right. On, from January 21st, Hashtag to the moon. $43 <laughs> a share to 65 the next day to... 76 to 147 to you know 347 like it hit it hit over 500 at one point this stock was pumped so hard oh yeah and it really is a, a, almost a tale of uh and it wasn't just memers that did it other no. big financial companies did it as well well blackrock was involved in it too yeah. they got in pretty early so they made a lot of money but yeah. anyways so it was basically you know grassroots get together yeah. <laughs> of let's screw over maverick capital or whatever it's called now yeah and yeah. that's basically what they did what yeah kind of one of the big things was this and is called a short squeeze right that's what this is referred to when you yeah. when the increase in price of the stock to screw over but basically you can see it on the 27th when media coverage hit it it jumped from 145 to 350 yeah i mean this is unbelievable i mean we were all watching the stock price and seeing it just keep going yeah. it just wouldn't stop unbelievable people everybody was buying it now that almost meant a lot of um regular people made a lot of money yes so there's lots of stories of regular people being able to pay off their student loans being able to pay off their mortgages being able to pay for their dog's fucking veterinarian bills being able to pay off their vets go through college one kid said that he could put his sister through college now uh, when beforehand she wasn't even able to get in because she didn't have the money to. Like this is, right. this, this is where the money's going. It's directly affecting normal people's lives in a positive way and putting money directly back into the actual economy that matters. It's not the stock market. Right. So Melvin Capital was the... Sorry, we call it Merrick. I could, I could never remember the, the name. I don't know why. Yeah. Melvin Capital was a big hedge fund that was involved with short selling uh, GameStop. Yeah. And I think on Tuesday, they had to be bailed out. $3 billion bailout from one of their friends. Yeah, so they're bailed out by other hedge funds. That's right. And then all that $3 billion they got as a bailout went poof in one day. Because mm -hmm. I believe every $11.70 the stock price went up, they lost a billion dollars. So that's how much they're shorting the stock. And so people knew this. And they were doing this. To fuck over the hedge fund. To fuck over the hedge Stick it to the rich, you know? Basically. And they're doing it with their own money and risk. Mm -hmm. Involving because this is the volatility of the market is where shit goes down, basically. That's right. And so by doing this, they've pissed off a lot of people. Very powerful people. They also kind of fucked over the entire stock market. Well, because now people are uh, the rich people, at least with the who have the money in the stock market mm -hmm. are getting scared and pulling out. And uh, you can see the rest of the market. All the stocks are just sky like diving. Oh, it's diving. Yeah. yeah. 
They're going down. They crashed the stock market in many ways. Basically. They crashed the stock market. Except for these meme stocks. <laughs> on purpose. Yes. They, they crashed it. On and that's kind of baller. No, I'm 100% in favor of this. However, it is illegal to do a short squeeze. Now, yes. So there is only that. Only if it's uh, coordinated, right? Only if it's coordinated. But we were looking at this issue. A Reddit. Is a Reddit really a coordinated financial action? And they're doing it through meme format right so it's they have the liabilities or they have the option to say like if someone comes for them they can just say i like the stock i just like the stock you know i right. thought, it, was I thought it looked good it was cheap it, it looked like it was going up so i bought some uh-huh. in hopes that it would go up that's more. right and so because it's an individual case now if you coordinated and had everybody like in a room let's say if you had a big financial hit institution like a hedge fund or something like that yeah and then it would be easy to prosecute and to prove that it was... A little bit more easy because right. you have to prove that there's intent to do it. Now, these people can go into a room, talk about it, and organize it. And if there's no proof that they did that, then they can't get prosecuted. If you're dumb and you do leave proof that you did it, then you can, you can get away with it. And these uh, companies and these funds, hedge funds, do. They, they do do that. Another thing to point out is hedge funds are primarily for the rich. They do not allow uh, regular people to get in. Right. I think to buy you have to into have an initial sh- investment yeah. to get into the hedge fund. So to buy into a hedge fund, uh, the shittiest ones is I think a quarter million. Yeah, it's like the lower, Yeah, is the lowest amount of money you can uh, put into one of these um, funds. Right, um, and they're usually upwards of two million mm-hmm. of an initial investment. Right. A hedge fund is basically um, a bunch of rich people put all their money into an institution that is supposed to manage the stock money. Yeah. It's supposed to invest their money into stocks so they all get returns. Basically, it's like hiring a, a person to put together a portfolio for you, except it's an aggregate of a bunch of rich people doing yeah. it and hoping that everybody gets um, returns from it. Yeah. That's basically so, what a hedge fund is. It's not regular people, obviously, like far from it. Yeah. You know, and these are also some to point out is that they're the most powerful people in the world. Yes. Rich people, especially in the United States. Yeah. So, you know, it's good. And I'm glad that, you know, sticking it to them. Yeah. Also, if you're going to get clapped by anyone, it's probably going to be by messing with them. Yeah. You know what no. I'm saying? Well, that's exactly what happened, right? Well, in many ways. So, so something to point out, rather ironic, the name of this, uh, of this, this program or software or, or broker. Broker. That uh, people were using... To do this short squeeze, isn't it called Robin Hood? <laughs> Which is very uh, ironic, considering, you know, that's basically what happened. They stole yeah. from the rich and gave to the middle class or the poor. Well, it went to the middle class or poor. They didn't give it to anybody. Well, I, yes. Yeah. But that stockbroker, you know, it's not like it's super altruistic. It also gives early information to other big hedge funds and investors. Yeah. That use They're us. able to do that through deregulation of Wall Street. Most of right. it happened right before the crash in 08, right, by yeah. the way. And then it was never fixed. Yeah. Obama's, actually, uh, actually, fun fact, shorting, like how they were shorting uh, this stock mm-hmm. is illegal, was illegal before uh, 2007. Really? So they changed the rule in 2007. So you were used to only be able to short a stock if the price was going up. Oh. And then they took away that rule. So now you can dogpile. Uh, now you yeah. can dogpile Now a stock. you can dogpile stocks. So they changed that in 07, and that was a major part of why 
we had a major fucking collapse in the stock market in 08. And now you're kind of seeing it again happen. Deregulating uh, Wall Street is kind of fucking over average people here. Well, no. It's benefiting average people. No, it's not benefiting average people because people put money into the stock market. Yeah, but they lose that money when it crashes. When the stock market's doing good, it helps the rich exponentially. If the stock market is doing well, the rich get way richer and you get like pennies on the dollar. And then if it does poorly, everybody suffers. I just want to point out that the average income... Well, to invest in the stock market, you have to have money in the first place to invest. So we're talking about upper middle class to begin with. 88% of those households earning $100,000 or more own stocks compared to only 19% of those in households earning less than $35,000. So more rich people own stocks. A significant 88% earning on more than 100K own stocks. Most of the stock market is owned by the rich. It's upwards of 90% of the stock market is owned by the 1%. Yes, so it's not hurting. If the stock market plummets, it's not really hurting. Yeah, but those businesses can go under, which, and then they have to lay you off. And then yes, that's, that's right. But stock- that's how it hurts the middle class. Yes, but that's, that's a peripheral yeah. result. So, it's indirect. So this is, I was laughing this whole time, honestly, until they started fucking over these people, these Redditors that were... Um, buying this on Robinhood. So Robinhood made it illegal or not illegal, but they put in a policy where they said that you can't buy these certain stocks that they did this uh, short squeeze on. There's other things like Nokia, which is hilarious. They did uh, Dogecoin and a couple others. Nokia did it? Yeah, they're doing it with Nokia too. Oh, you mean, okay, no, no. So they did the exact same thing they did to the GameStop one. Yeah, they were saying, okay, here's some other investments that are being shorted some other stock options that are being shorted right now yeah that we could exploit we could exploit and uh robin hood said ah fuck you guys we're not going to allow you to do that on these specific stocks this broker blocked the ability to buy specific stocks which is illegal yes 100 percent illegal can't do that in a free market no they claim this is a free market but right because they're full of shit yeah well they're um they're not owned, but they're partnered with a hedge fund that made a lot of money off this as well, actually. BlackRock? No, Citron. D- Citron? Oh. I think. I think that's what it's called. Or Citradel, something like that. Yeah, so they, they, they're brokerage, but they pay a hedge fund to uh, do the transactions for them. So uh, the hedge fund was losing money, and so they kind of hint and a nod. Robinhood denies it, but they said, hey, make it against the rules to buy these stocks because we're going to go under if we don't. Right. And, and so, that's, so what they did. that's what they did because you're not going to go against the fucking 1% because they could, they have all the power really. So yeah, that was a fucking interesting thing to watch. Oh yeah. So it's illegal for Robin Hood to do that. And then the class action lawsuit was started because of this. Yeah. I, I don't know what's, what's going on with that. It doesn't matter because by the time the class action lawsuit goes through and I'll probably go to the Supreme Court. Because it's obviously illegal, but fucking billionaires are oh, yeah, the people got- running it, right? So it's going to go pretty high up. By the time it gets there, the, the stock's going to go back down. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Over. Yeah, that's true. And then they just pay like a tiny fee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Right? So it doesn't matter. They can do something illegal to fuck people over. Normal people. People like you and I over. Yeah. Now, short squeezes do happen every now and then. It's just that this time it was done by day traders, and yeah. that's unacceptable, yeah. according to the stock market. 
um, or the big hedge funds that basically are in control of it. So now they're trying to find ways to, to stop this from happening, yeah. to stop uh, day traders from being able to, to do this. It's, it's acceptable for the rich to steal from you and mm -hmm. steal your money, but it's not acceptable for you to steal their money. Right. Even though they have so much more money to spare and you're struggling to keep your head afloat. Mm -hmm. Fucking ridiculous. It pisses me off. There's a fucking, uh, what's his name? Leon uh, Cooperman? Yeah. Or Copperman? Whatever his, his name, name is. He was crying on He the... fucking cried on national television. I think this was a while back. It was talking about Elizabeth Warren because she wanted to put a 2% tax on stock trades in the stock market. Mm -hmm. So every trade, there would be a 2% tax that went to the government. To fund, like, you know, uh, health care, to fund child care, to fund whatever they needed at the time. And so he was crying because he felt that he was being oppressed by the working class as a billionaire. Yeah, shut your fucking mouth, dude. Yeah, like, come on, come on. You're a piece of shit. Fucking hate that, man. The, uh, the drop in the overall market summary... It's been small. It's been tiny. And it rebounded completely. Did it? On Thursday. Yeah, it dropped on Tuesday. I was Tuesday. watching on Thursday, and it was, but it was going down fast. I mean, the market summary I'm looking at has them basically back up. Now? And this is like only a few days that they have. The market summary I'm Are looking you at sure? by Metal... That's not what I saw. Meta Financial Group? This is the market summary they have. The other thing I wanted to talk about is how uh, the stock market is inherently uh, just a fucking casino to gamble at for the rich. Right, yeah. And it's really just made up. It's made up numbers. That's all it is. There's no point in it. Except for like initial investment in a fucking company. But like trading stocks is fucking bullshit. It's just a way for people to make money uh, on the, through like microtransactions. That's really it. New York Stock Exchange. Yeah, so you can see it, it's bad. But other, the NASDAQ, going other, down, that's just bro. a New York one. NASDAQ's doing fine. S&P 500, I looked at that. That one's doing Those fine. are specific stocks, though. No, those are aggregate stocks. Yeah. That's where a lot of people are in them. 500 companies are in the S&P 500. Yeah, but those are, those are different. You can trade those on the stock exchange itself. Okay, so the NY the so New York that, Stock Exchange is like the it, whole thing? It's a thing? platform. It's the platform. That's all stocks? New, no, you, so companies can trade in, stock, uh, in certain stock exchanges instead of others. So we would most likely be trading in the uh, Toronto Stock Exchange, for example, oh, okay. and people in the US would be trading in the New York one because that's the biggest one there. Those have specific companies. You can also buy shares in stock exchanges themselves and uh, determine uh, whether which one is the best or doing the best or whatever. It's, it's kind of fucked up that way. It's all made up. And people make money um, with supercomputers. They connect supercomputers to the stock uh, market. And through fiber optic cable, they get information. The faster they get information, the better uh, chances they can have on uh, their bets or whatever, buying and selling stock. And they do it at a mi micro fraction of a, of a second, right? A microsecond. And they Please. make tiny transactions that way. But they do it a million times a day. Right. And through a million times, times, I don't know, um, a thousandth of a cent profit, now you're making money. Yeah, so basically what happens is they, they get information ahead of time that is sold to them 
by certain brokers. Like, for yeah. example, Robinhood does this. Yeah. They'll, they, they get information quickly that a sale is about to happen over a certain stock, and then they quickly purchase that stock and then sell it to you, the person who was buying the stock. And that sale increases the demand for the stock, which means they get a cent, maybe, of profit from the a the fraction buy of a cent, but they do yeah. it to everybody who's doing it. But they do it a lot, and so that starts to build up into real money. Yeah. So in that specific case scenario, this is actually fantastic for them because of volatility, or however you say that. Volatility? Volatility. So if the amount of people actually doing trades, it doesn't matter if they're buying or selling, mm -hmm. the amount of trades that are happening, they make more money. So since the volatility of the market here, there's just a shit ton of people making trades, mm -hmm. there's a massive increase, that's where they make their money. Right. So not, like, not everybody's hurting from this. The rich specifically, like as a whole, is not hurting. They're just attacking specific hedge funds because hedge funds are kind of fucked up. Because mm -hmm. they're just rich people jerking themselves off Making and trying to way. make money off their already acquired wealth. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's all bullshit. I support uh, uh, a violent takeover of Wall Street. Leave it at that. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, bro. We should do the Capitol Hill uh, insurrection, but on Wall Street. Maybe that's a bit too edgy to say. That kind of failed, though, didn't it? Yeah, it did. But we, we would be doing it better because we're smarter. Yeah, but like... Not compare it to a more successful one. Instead of the one that fucking failed, okay, it's fell like flat the French Revolution. Okay? So that, it's going to take a better. long time for it to happen, yeah. is what you're saying. Well, no one's going to go there with guns at the moment. But, like, there's protests about this stuff uh, back in 08, so. yeah. right? The Occupy Wall Street movement. And 2011. That happened. 2011 is when it exploded. Yeah. That kind of went away. I don't see much of it anymore. Well, I didn't see much of it then either. I was reading reading it now i'm learning about it now yeah let's but. go because that happened you know it was a long time ago and i'm in support of the redditors this meme movement fucking fantastic man it's good and we should dissolve the first of all we should dissolve the hedge funds yes and then we should um reallocate uh, their wealth put into average people's um hard pockets to do. that's going to be very hard to do because now you're taking on the actual power right the actual things. people in power. It runs in politics the in the world. United States, for example, and places too. So most places, and that's pretty much the main story that happened this week. That is the main one. I mean, <laughs> there's not much else that kind of happened that no. was big. Well, I mean, the, no politicians talked about it really. AOC was the only one that did in any meaningful way. That's right. Um, like right. Biden's just like we're going to keep a close eye on what's happening. I was like, bitch, bitch. What does that mean? What the, the fuck? fuck? Does that mean? You're doing nothing then. That's what that means. You don't give a fuck. You're allowing the rich to screw over the poor because they donated to your fucking campaign. Yeah, because they don't want to anger the. No. They don't want to anger the rich, so they're not going to do anything because that's they're all about raising that money. Yeah, they're they're funded by the rich. Right. Okay, so coming off of that, I think we're going to start uh, talking about the minimum wage. Uh, I guess so, or yeah. just executive orders that occurred. Yeah, so United since States. we're talking about the rich people getting richer and the poor people getting poorer, or along that theme, at least, yeah, uh, I want to talk about the minimum wage and the fact that Joe Biden signed a executive order to uh, make the federal minimum wage in the states fifteen dollars. Yes, this is going to happen within like five years, five, four or five years, right? Mm -hmm. Over the process of it, every year it raises like a dollar and a bit. 
right. get to 15, not tied to inflation either. Which is so very bare bones. Yeah. So once this uh, executive order takes effect, what's going to happen is it's going to do an initial raise to about $9.10 or thereabout, which is still pretty low. Yep. And then every year it goes up and up and up and stuff like that. So right. that's ultimately a good thing. It raises the minimum wage, almost doubles it here, basically, because the current one in the States is $7.25. That's right. But however, by 2025, $15, the whole $15 minimum wage thing, Fight for 15 started in 2012. And so by 2025, $15 in 2012 will be worth Eleven dollars and twenty-five cents in twenty twenty-five. Yeah. Within, because of inflation, so you're not actually getting the same fifteen dollars that it's was being fought the for same. when yeah. the issue it's came up. It's not the up. same amount of wealth. It should be upwards of twenty dollars. Right. Um, I wanted to point out that for uh, the Canadian people listening to this in Manitoba, our minimum wage is eleven dollars and ninety cents at the moment, uh, which is nine dollars and thirty cents in America. Mm-hmm. So actually, we're basically on par with the American federal uh, minimum wage right now for our minimum wage here in Manitoba. Yes. Now, a difference from province to province, as well as state to state, um, some states have higher minimum wages. Um, Same thing with, with us. There's some provinces that are higher. The highest ones in Canada, for example, Nunavut has the highest with $16. Yep. Second highest is Alberta with 15 Ontario's is fourteen twenty-five, and then fourteen uh, British Columbia has fourteen dollars and sixty cents minimum wage, and then us Manitoba is sitting at eleven ninety, which is we're the third lowest. Third there lowest. we go. So Saskatchewan is the lowest with eleven forty-five. Uh, New Brunswick is the second lowest with eleven seventy. Yeah, and then there's us at eleven ninety. So everyone else is at like either twelve fifty or above, and Obviously, that's ridiculous. It should be higher. Should be higher. Significantly higher. So, we got instead of fighting for a minimum wage, you should be fighting for a living wage. So, if uh, to be equivalent to the fifteen dollars of wealth um, that the U.S. dollar has per hour, you have to have upwards of nineteen dollars Canadian to be equivalent to that. Right now, we are half that. (laughs) Basically, right? right? We're half that wealth, which is fucking ridiculous. To live in Winnipeg, I, I have a study up here from uh, Policy uh, Fix, and it is basically talking about, from December 3rd, talking about how much it costs to live in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did it say? It studied uh, three places, uh, Winnipeg, Brandon, and Thompson. Okay. Winnipeg being the most expensive. And it said for a two-parent family with two children, two children, they would have to be making 16.15 an hour 16 15 an hour right okay both parents yeah both parents at the same time to cover it so that's like 32 32 30 a household right to live that's just living that's just cost. to live now in reality living is not you know surviving is not really living yeah exactly you know you need to have some leftover money for to enjoy your life right instead yes. of just sustaining yourself on the basics you know that's not quite living as a regular person yeah as no. a normal uh, having a normal life that's not that's just bare minimum that's just bare minimum poor 
lowest income yeah. that you can at least survive on. Yeah. That's not enough still. No. And there's another um, statistic in here for a Winnipeg one parent, one child family. Okay. A living wage is twenty one twenty an hour. Okay. It's that high. That's a living wage for them to. And they uh, talk about the actual expenses that they uh, included and did not include. So the expenses that they um, included in this were food, clothing and footwear, shelter, transportation, child care, private health insurance, dental and um, pharmaceutical, right? Mm -hmm. Contingency funds uh, for periods of illness or job loss, so savings. Other household expenses, you saw your utilities and education costs for one parent to upgrade their education. That's pretty good. That's pretty good coverage. Right. What it does not include is credit card, loan, or other debt interest payments, saving for retirement, owning a home, saving for children's future slash education, anything beyond minimal recreational uh, entertainment or holiday costs, Mm -hmm. and costs for caring for a disabled or seriously ill person or elderly person okay so yeah so it doesn't cover any of those extra expenses just the this is bare minimum human relations to survive and that's 21 dollars that's 21 dollars for one person and one child (sighs) we're half that right now just above half that yeah it's ridiculous and now i i was complaining about this earlier but biden is raising um the minimum or minimum wage there to fifteen dollars progressively. Progressively, our equivalent to that is like nineteen dollars, right? Our equivalent to that is way higher. It's like eight bucks extra to what we're actually been paying when, if you work minimum wage. Mm-hmm. We're just as fucked over here as we are as they are in the states, right? Yeah, we are just as fucked over. Mm-hmm. So fifteen dollars in the United States to Canadian right now. $15 USD mm-hmm. is the same thing as $19.19 Canadian. Mm-hmm. So it's actually would be $20. Now that's not actually what's, it's not immediately going to be 15 like you were saying. It's no, going to be progressively it's, raised. Yeah. So I would have to do an inflation calculation to figure out what that is. And then hypothetically suggest what the conversion rate would be from US to Canadian. So, you know, it's going to be a bit hard. But. Yeah, it's, it's a bit tough to compare the two, but it, it still stands. And now you look at like Brandon, it's lower. It's about $17 an hour. And, and Steinbeck is also pretty low. Steinbeck. I, would housing be, is cheap in, in Steinbeck. Yeah. Well, usually rural is cheaper. Uh, Thompson is also, because no one wants to move to fucking Steinbeck Thompson. Steinbeck is a city, though. Kind of. It's a it's big a, town. It's a city. It's a big town. I work. Yeah, I know. I've been in Steinbeck. You've been to Steinbeck? Yeah. Holy shit. I know. It's crazy, eh? God, I can't believe you made it out. Yeah, they don't like socialists down there. Don't have to don't announce it. Well, that's hard, bro. No, it's not. I have like socialist Tourette's. That's why I have this podcast. <laughs> yeah, your car just says like, your car says, like, <laughs> on the back it says, I'm a socialist, honk to suck my cock. That's what yeah. it says in the back yeah. of your vehicle. I get lots of honks. So yeah, I wanted to point that out just to, just to put the minimum wage uh, argument in perspective for Canadians. Because mm-hmm. we hear about Bernie Sanders talk about $15 minimum wage, stuff like that. You don't really hear that if from Canadians, right? Not as much of a spearheading issue. No. For the like left. The NDP barely talks about it, right? Yeah. For the left, it's not being used as... The reason why is federally, it's 
we can't set a federal minimum wage in Canada. That's that's a part of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Yeah. The Canadian government cannot set a federal minimum wage. It's all provincial. Okay. So there so, is no So we federal. wouldn't be blaming Trudeau. We'd be blaming Brian or Palestine. You'd be brave. Yeah, blaming the province. Okay. So that's why it's not spearheaded in, in federal elections. It's more of a provincial thing. They should still talk about it, though. I think. Yes. Should still be talked about. We need to raise it. Like, really need to raise it. I don't want people to go homeless because they can't afford to. They're fucking housing. Ridiculous. I know. You, if you work a full-time job, you should be able to live. Under the Canadian okay. Constitution, the responsibility for enacting and enforcing labor laws, including the minimum wage, rests with the ten provinces as well as the three territories granted power by the federal legislation. Yeah, I was right. Straight up can't set a federal minimum wage. Oh, that's fucking shit. I just want to bring light to the fact that we don't talk about this in our communities here, and we should be equally as worried about our minimum wage as they are there. Yeah, we should be, of course. And you have to target your local provincial leadership and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Because in a place like Manitoba, you know, supporting an increase in the minimum wage, since it's so low compared to the other provinces, would be a big win, mm -hmm. a big uh, political rally behind your party. Yep. So the NDP being, you know, the second popular or being the other popular party that's in contention for the leadership yeah. could run on that platform and do very well. I think they should. Yep. I agree. Anyways, that's really it for today. That was... Listen, we only really had two things. Oh, I'll just mention that... Uh, what's her name? That woman who says... Uh, the governor general? Governor general who stepped down, Julie Payette. Yeah, she's getting a annual pension of nearly $150,000 now. And she's entitled to claim up to two hundred six grand a year to cover expenses incurred as a result of ongoing responsibilities related to her former office. But basically, she's resigned early, but she's still going to get, for the rest of her life, an annual pension of $150,000. Even though she was such a toxic person in the workplace. Yeah, they don't give them. No. I mean, I don't want to be like, hey, you shouldn't earn a pension or anything like that, but... But, you know, now she, Now she doesn't have to work for the rest of her life, which right. isn't a punishment for fucking not doing, having a job and I mean, being her, a shit, a boss, her like name has been tarnished. Person. Her name has been tarnished. Yeah, but just saying, getting 150 grand. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't know how I feel about it. Anyways, when normal people aren't getting that, and she's a fucking abusive person that was in power and abuse her power, right? And when, she didn't even serve a full five-year term. And she didn't even serve a full five-year term. It's a bit ridiculous to uh, have a hundred thousand dollar pension just for that. Right. So anyways, I guess that's it. And that's really. how, like, there's no, there was no other stories there really that happened. Any, there wasn't a lot of stories that happened this week. It was just the big one. The big yeah. one was GameStop. The stock market. And after that, yeah. It was good enough. Yeah. It's good enough content for us, I guess. Anyways, uh, follow us on uh, the socials. Follow yeah, us on follow Twitter. Us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram. Share yeah. it with your uh, friends, your family. S subscribe to us on Spotify, of course. Download the podcast, help us out. You know, all yeah. the good shit. You know, let us know if you liked it. Yeah. Basically all we had to cover, Derek. Yeah, basically. So that was the Canadian Perspective, and we're signing off. <laughs>